Hello, this is Morris, and I say keep on listening to George 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 Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on the Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online. This is the Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. Good evening to you, wherever you are. Welcome to the Locker Room. Enjoy 99.7 FM. And tonight, we get to talk about all there is to talk about. We're looking forward to all the sporting action to come. Quite a lot to look forward to, I must tell you. Yes, we'll be talking about the NBA playoffs. We've had a shock in that. And uh, we'll just be finding out just how all these things have gone down. The LA Lakers have been knocked out. Defending champions knocked out. Uh, just at the end of the first round um, of the playoffs and knocked out by the Phoenix uh, Suns. We'll be we'll have to talk about that. Then, we'll talk about tennis that's ongoing uh, at Roland Garros. The French Open is ongoing. We'll be giving you all the updates that you need. Very, very important. We'll talk about Euros 2020. Euros 2020. And you know that next week by this time, we are live on television on the Joy Prime channel. We'll be coming away with Italy versus Turkey. That's the first game of the wonderful European showpiece. That will be big here uh, across our platforms on the multimedia all the multimedia platforms. Take it platforms as well on radio online all that you need here with us as well and this weekend in the Ghana Premier League we've got six derbies to talk about aside that there's a special I should say fast developing title race between Kavasia Santa Cotico and Accra Hearts so we'll talk about that there are also some friendly games uh, to look out for the National 23 team are getting themselves ready as they play against the Japan Olympic team we're hoping to fine tune very very well and yeah we'll look at all the friendly to come. So it's a big show. Nice one. Welcome again to the locker room. And there's only one place we can begin because there's also boxing to talk about somewhere along our show. Yes, Paul Logan up against uh, Floyd Mayweather. That's a special one. Uh, what would you make of that? Do you think uh, Mayweather is still the main man? Is he the best boxer? Now, though, let's go to the shock that we had and begin our night with the NBA. The number two seed Phoenix Suns lead this series. So Gasol will get the start. Here comes Paul. No changes for the Phoenix Suns. Crowder free to fire. It's a three for Phoenix. Here comes LeBron. They were happy the way he initiated the offense. He's the lost onside shots. Gasol with that great passing of death move. Joy, 99.7 the last two games and scoreless in game five. Here comes Booker. Took a lot of shots. Got free. Hits it. As he's going to come out and be aggressive offensively. But early on, just chest in the water, seeing where his teammates are. On display here, hitting two three-pointers earlier. Right there, of course, with LeBron James. Another three. And teeing one up is Crump. The three ball has been on the money tonight for the Suns. 18 threes. That freeze. And the Phoenix Suns have gone on the road after missing the playoffs for 11 consecutive years and beaten the defending champion on their home court in the first round. 
And yes, we have to find out what's been happening in the playoffs. We have to find out why we are here, just here. Kofi Toronto joins me uh, in the studio. Kofi, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Yes, good stuff, good stuff. That was surprising, eh? Okay, well, maybe not surprising for those who have been following this keenly, especially when the playoffs uh, began. Um, maybe surprising for those who have not necessarily followed it, and so they're like, "Aha, LeBron James!" Like you, you, you hear LeBron James, and you hear yeah. well, Lewis Hamilton, and you hear Roger Federer, and, and Rafa Nadal, and you feel these are superstars, and they must always win. Exactly. But exactly. here we go. Now, tell us why this was not surprising, and and shouldn't surprise you if you are a proper NBA, you know, uh, fan. Fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, you said it right. LeBron James is like you know, he's the Messi, he's the Ronaldo, he's the He's the number one basketball star there is. And usually he pulls, he makes it happen. There's been many seasons where LeBron's team might not look so good going into the playoffs. But being the great player he is, he finds a way to uh, make, it, make it work. So even though they weren't favored, the Suns were the second seed. So that shows you that you know they, they had a far better season than the LA Lakers. Yeah. And going, going into the playoffs, Anthony Davis, the second key player, he wasn't 100% healthy. LeBron himself wasn't 100% healthy. Mm. But because he's LeBron, people thought that, you know, he'll find a way yeah. as usual. But yeah. this time, you know, they weren't having it. And to be fair to Lakers fans, Anthony Davis was injured in the last two games. He tried to play in the first quarter, but within three minutes, he was injured and he had to go out. So he's the second best player. And he's younger. You have to remember, LeBron is 36 years old, yeah. which in NBA years is quite a bit. He's played 18 seasons. So, you know... If, Time is catching up to him. Father yeah. time is catching up to him. So he wasn't the usual LeBron he was some years back, let's say. So the combination of injury and his age and a very good Phoenix Suns team led by Devin Booker, Chris Paul, it was too much this time. And if you're, fo- like, if you're following yeah. keenly, you see yeah. that yeah. It's po- it was possible. Hmm. But it's still a shock because LeBron is it's LeBron. It's the first time he's ever lost in the first round in his whole career. Yeah. So it's something so it's Now We'll talk about LeBron shortly. Yeah, because when we when we get into the boxing, we're talking about May, Mayweather, mm-hmm. and these guys hold their their their, their golden spots in mm-hmm. in in, in, mm-hmm. in this spot. So let, let's talk about how wonderful the Phoenix Suns are. I mean, that's team, and why we should expect something great for them all season. Um, last season, um, because of COVID, they yeah. played at, they played in a secluded space. Yes, and. Though the Phoenix Suns didn't go far, they won all their games there, but they they, they lost because yeah. they weren't they didn't qualify for their playoffs. Yeah. That was last year, so it was a sign that you know they're not, they're rising. They're, on a, they're rising, they're on a come up. So with Devin Booker, like I said, he's a young superstar. Yeah. Yesterday he had a great game. He's one of the best scorers in the NBA. Chris Paul is, is a he's a veteran, but he's a great point guard, all time great point guard. They have other great players like DeAndre Ayton. And other young stars. So they've been, they've been on a come up for some years now. And this year, they've found a way to bring it all together. They have a good coach in Monty Williams, who's, you know, he won coach of the year even this year. So they're, they're a very dangerous team. And they've proven it by beating the Lakers. Even though they're a second seed, most people thought they couldn't win. Again, because of LeBron's mm. aura, mm. people thought that they couldn't win. But they've managed to win. And they will face the Clippers or the Dallas Mavericks, depending on who qualifies yes. the next round. Mm. And they can... They could possibly make the finals. This year is very open. Mm. It's very open in the Western Conference. So mm. they have every they have a very good shot to make it all the way to the finals. Yeah, so let's talk about um, LeBron James. And and when you talk about these legends, you want to be very careful. You want to you want to try and put analysis as it is. Now you said he's thirty six mm-hmm. and that's old. Has he just gotten to the point where he can no longer necessarily carry a team mm. uh, all through? Or yeah, what do you think? Well, the NBA is a very talented league. Mm. Every almost every team has two, three star players. 
So even the years when LeBron was in his prime, he had he had Dwayne Wade in the past, he had Kyrie Irving in the past, his championships teams, he had and recently Lakers Anthony Davis, like I said, is one of the yeah. top players and he was yeah. injured. So even in your prime, it's difficult to win a championship without another star player. So as you grow older, his energy level is not there to you know, basketball is a fast paced yeah. game, defense, offense, you, you can't at a certain age. What he's doing is historic. Mm. No player has been this good at this age. Mm. Usually thirty four you see yeah, that your, your game is your coming time, down yeah, right. but LeBron somehow has managed to maintain a very high level but it's too much to ask what he did in the past to carry a team like Superman those times are over <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's just, it was, this was just a one injury so, okay well they had some injuries clearly their season here and all so are, are we getting there I mean in terms of saying bye bye to LeBron are we getting there is, um, is, is, is LeBron going to be uh, beginning to think more about his his family and all of that. I mean, are we getting there? Uh, LeBron, he, you know, he's in so many things. He's making it's a movie called Space Jam. Yes. Michael Jordan did it. He's he, now he's into Hollywood. He's into stuff yeah. you do, radio, yeah. TV, media. Yeah. <laughs> and he has so many. Maybe, but he's still a very top one of the top players, regardless. Yeah. And he's been very durable his whole career. But you know, Father Time is undefeated. Mm. Thirty six, like I said, it's historical. So yeah. I he he'll play for some more seasons. But at this top level. Nah, he he has to find a way to create a team where he doesn't have to be the, you know, the number one top player. Yeah, yeah. But he can still, you know, manage his way around. That's the only way he can get back to the championship level. But by himself, it's going to be the young guys are are are, are on heat. <laughs> well, well, that 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 is tight. That is tight. So, well, let's see. Um, how hard will this hit him? Mm. I mean, because this is defending champions. It's exactly. They Play your first round. He really felt bad. You feel bad, but yesterday I watched his his post game yeah. conference, and it looks like he kind of knew that this season, especially when Anthony Davis went down, hmm. without Anthony Davis, it was going to be hard to. It was going to be hard. So it looked like he. he so know, mentally, he was he was yeah, ready for the when, disaster. Like yeah, exactly. Like without Anthony Davis, this is going to be hard. Even if he makes the next round without his second, it's going to be a difficult playoff stretch. So maybe you know he's going to relax in Los Angeles with his family, and yeah. <laughs> Hollywood, <laughs> and, 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 and go there. It, it's amazing what we see in the sport these days, but. Let, let's talk about the general playoffs now. What, what else surprised you? Um, tonight, the Dallas Mavericks are playing mm. the LA Clippers. The Clippers yeah. are the other team in Los Angeles. Yes, they yes. have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. They're also touted as potential title favorites. Yeah. And they've been in a very difficult series. Right now, they're losing 3-2. It's best of seven. Yeah. First to win four. Yes. And Dallas has three, and they have two. And it's been very difficult for them. And Luka Doncic, he's, he's a Slovenian, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, are, you, mm-hmm. are you surprised with with, with how that, that particular tie is level, like in terms of no speed, do you expect the, the Clippers to stretch this? The Clippers were the favorites yeah, coming in. Like I said, they, they had a chance. Yeah. People thought they would even go to the finals. Yeah. People, they, they even, there's a rumor going around that um, they purposely lost, because you know, at the, the last few games of the season, they used it to see who will play yeah. against who. Like they purposely lost to escape the Lakers <laughs> to play against this Dallas team. Yes. So I think the Dallas didn't take too kindly. Like basically, they're not respecting them as a you know a team that yeah. can beat them, and they've completely switched the situation. So today, if Dallas wins, Clippers are out. So mm. that's one major shock. Mm. But I was going to say, Luka Doncic okay. is the name to look out for. The mm. next, talk about LeBron's you know time fading out. The young player to look out for who will probably be the next global superstar, Luka Doncic, for the Dallas Mavericks. Isn't that the other thing that um, if LeBron James exits today, mm-hmm. there are quite a number of youngsters mm-hmm. who are showing they can they mm-hmm. can take the mantle? Yeah, there is. They're, like I said, NBA is extremely talented league. It looks like you know they're, they're <laughs> all across the board, many good players. So is, is, it, is it too early for you to place a finger on who you think will be uh, or your pair for the finals? The finals. Um, <laughs> 
in the West will be very yeah, because difficult. You are, you are watching tightly, so yeah, yeah. you can pick your, your <laughs> the one from the Eastern Eastern Conference or one from the Western Conference. What, yeah. do, you, what do you think? Uh, Let's start with the West. With the West, it's difficult. Since you'll be, you'll be doing this week on week, so we can allow you. So the West, you can't. The West, give me, give me a couple of days. <laughs> Maybe next week. The West is is very wide open now. Wide. Okay. Very wide open. Okay. But it is the Brooklyn Nets, like I told you. Yeah, they are the, the favorites. Yes, they have yes, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, yeah, James Harden. So yeah, far, yeah. The, the, the best series coming up this Saturday is the Nets versus the Bucks. Yeah. That will probably be the best series of all the series. Those are two teams that are tightly contested. Janis, yeah. Janis. Antikunkubo, yeah. he's a you know African yeah. descent mm. basketball back to back MVP. Yeah. He's one of the top players. His team is very strong, and Brooklyn, like I said, has all the stars. So that's going to be a very interesting. Because if you want to watch good basketball, tune into the same box. Yeah, yeah. So 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 tuning into the night. We're talking what twelve a.m. stuff, one a.m. stuff, one a.m. stuff, guys. Yeah. It's US, so it's high time. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Kofi Toronto, for joining me and doing the analysis on on the basketball. We are definitely going to be doing more because we're going all the way through playoffs to the finals and. And Kofi Toronto is definitely a man. Thank you very much for your time on the show as always. And now we need to switch because we have to get into some boxing. Live on radio, live online. This is the locker room with George Addo Jr. It's now time to do boxing right now here on our show. Nathaniel Atwell has joined me. Nathaniel, what's the color? It's cream, eh? Is it cream or is it yellow? Or, uh, yeah, man, yeah, man. Let yeah, me... man. Yeah, what do you see? What do you see, <laughs> man? I mean, cream is yellow, yellow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah. someone doesn't want to put me on, you, uh, on, on YouTube. Uh, I don't know why, man. <laughs> Especially when I'm coming to discuss a lot of YouTube stuff. YouTube. I don't understand, man. Selling, selling, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that, that was that was uh, really good basketball from uh, our man Kofi Toronto. Oh. And and now let's do the boxing. So, yeah, you you have to encourage the non-boxing lovers, you know, uh, yeah. to get interested in what the boxing world is trying to put up for us. Yeah. I mean, explain this to us, Mayweather, uh, uh, Paul Logan. W- what are we talking about here? I remember having a conversation with somebody who's not a boxer years ago. And I'm talking about one of the greatest footballers on the African continent. His name is Austin J.J. Okocha. He said to me that, Nathaniel, one of the things I wished for was that I was going to retire from the sport unscathed. That a, an injury was not going to take me out of boxing. Mm-hmm. And God has given me exactly that. Yeah. Now, you switch it to boxing and you see a Mayweather who may not necessarily have said that to anybody but has enjoyed that same kind of grace from God where he never really got hit. I mean, you have a conversation with all of the big names in terms of boxing punditry around the world and they'll tell you that Floyd Mayweather Jr. never really got hit Hmm. and it was deliberate because Hmm. he goes down in history as one of the most defensive boxers of our generation. Yeah. So it didn't come, you know, just, uh, you know, as a fluke. So he gets retired. He's living on six figures a month. Um, sometimes he gets on YouTube, he gets on uh, Facebook, and sorry, it is his Instagram page, yeah. and says to everybody, um, which travel destination should I go to next? Mm-hmm. I mean, that goes to accentuate the level of boredom, boredom yeah. that a sportsman can have after a successful career, which does not necessarily uh, you know, have a toll on your health. You know, so he's good. He has his millions. He has his money. And sometimes, when it comes to what money can buy, there are no dreams anymore. Yeah. When it comes to what can be achieved in the ring, there are no dreams anymore. Yeah. I mean, look at his fiftieth fight. In as much as 
um, Conor McGregor gave everybody a, a case and made a case to everybody that look, I'm worth the time, mm-hmm. I'm worth the effort, mm-hmm. you know. Um, people still had reason to to doubt the quality and the the credibility of that fight. Yeah, I mean, we all saw that fight and we saw the output of Conor McGregor, and it was even put up against fights like those against um, you know, um, uh, what's his name again. Uh, Roy Jones Jr., the yeah, likes, yeah, yeah, you know, Roy you Jones. understand me. And 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 their their output was put up against each other. And and it came out that you know um, Conor McGregor was was a bit more active. Mm-hmm. He had more punch power. He had uh, you know more regular punches. He was more active in the ring. You understand me. Now you put it up against this uh, upcoming exhibition over eight rounds, yeah. and you say to yourself, what really is it that Floyd Mayweather will be looking for? Mm-hmm. More money. Yeah. Okay, he money. said it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at somebody who has 23 million followers on YouTube, mm. then you're looking at the commercial aspect of sport. Mm. And I think that as we speak, nobody can give Floyd Mayweather Jr. a lesson about how to make the multi-millions with sport. Yeah. Because this is the sportsman who has given proof to everybody that you can go into an arena for an organized competitive sporting event and make in excess of 300 million US dollars under one hour. Mm. Nobody is able to do that. You tell me any single sportsman who's been able to do that in our history. Mm -hmm. Look, roll back the time. Go to the time of uh, Muhammad Ali. Go back to the time of uh, Jack Johnson. Go back to the time of, uh, you know, uh, the Brockton blockbuster, Mm. uh, you know. and, 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 And look at the figures that they were earning at the time. Calculate inflation and all of that and put it against, put the figures against each other and see if it is possible. That is what goes to, to seal Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s greatness in mm. the sport. Mm. It is a purely commercial venture. And I remember very well that sometime during the week we played on um, Sports Now on yeah. the Joy Prime channel where Floyd Mayweather Jr. was just explaining. He was asking everybody, you tell me why I shouldn't go into this fight. Mm. And you tell me who is more popular than uh, Logan Paul. Mm. It's as simple as that. Mm. And you compare it to boxers of today who are active, yeah. who are now seen as the next generation who are going to be the movers and shakers. You're looking at somebody like Anthony Joshua. And Anthony Joshua only has uh, a paltry, in quotes, yeah. a paltry th- 730 million followers on YouTube. Mm. As against somebody who's just a YouTuber who has a very, very appalling record of, of, of one fight. Mm. You know, one professional fight. Yeah. And all of it is for the commercial value, really. But just but, just this evening, yeah. Sky Sports is reporting mm. that uh, the two boxers want to settle for lighter gloves because of the possibility of a knockout. And guess what? What is going to what is gonna cost that knockout? Where's that knockout going to come from? It definitely is going to come from Floyd Mayweather Jr. I mean, I've never done this before, but this is when I really feel like putting my whole, what, almost 20-year career on mm. the line to mm. say that, look, I mean, uh, this is uh, going to be a Floyd Mayweather But, but, but okay, so, so the um, antagonist, are saying that look um, we have to hold this sport in high high esteem we have to um, keep the dignity of the sport somewhat somehow Mayweather cannot be doing this I mean you are a revered champion and everybody's looking forward to yeah seeing you do the big things they think this is a, a step a step down and you know playing the dirty game I and I remember very well when uh, Floyd also took that exhibition fight in in, in Asia yeah. and, and defeated you know, no, his opponent mm. knocked him out, you know, made nonsense of him as expected. Yeah. You know, I said to myself, look, um, we need to cut it somewhere. We need to put a block somewhere because um, as you keep going and we learn, we have something, we have a very good example to learn from yeah. uh, with um, the executioner. 
Bernard Hopkins. Mm. Bernard Hopkins wanted to set a record at 50 years as a world champion. He kept going, he kept going, he kept looking very invisible, he kept looking stronger and stronger, and then at age 49, he suffered that very uh, humiliating defeat. Yeah. And that is what I fear for Floyd Mayweather Jr. Because you see, in this bout, for instance, you know, Logan Paul doesn't have a quarter. He's, he doesn't know anything about boxing. Should he stand close to you? He, he cannot even stand close to him. But guess yeah. what? He has a bit of a reach advantage. Mm. He stands at 188 meters. Uh, Floyd stands at 173. So, um, is there a possibility that he may just end up throwing a very ambitious jab that could hit the very defensive Floyd Mayweather and could cause uh, a scene and an upset and something that is possibly unthinkable in the world of boxing? We need, he needs to just leave that legacy to be, to be, to be holy so we can all worship it yes. and keep it. Because remember, um, I don't want to sound racist, but look, um, we're in the in the in the in the world of realists. Mm. We know what people of his skin color are fighting, yeah. and it is very very important that if he's made an achievement such as this, which the world doesn't want to give him credit for anyway, then he needs to start taking steps. I mean, the love of the money, yeah, I know. I mean, we all we're all ambitious human beings, and that human bit of you is always looking for more and looking for more opportunities. But I think that maybe it should be channeled elsewhere, not these not these exhibition bouts because i think first of all there's a risk secondly there is um, a lot of disrespect that's shown mm. in the bit to want to sell this fight to like you said yeah uh, the non-boxing lovers yeah, and all yeah, of that yeah. the the scripts that are written by these uh production houses and all of the the drama that is created for us to enjoy mm. i think that sometimes we should because you know that day when Logan Paul took off his cap. I mean, he got very upset. And we yeah. saw the videos yeah. around. Yeah. You yeah. understand me? And that is how, uh, you know, champions feel. Boxers of his achievement and of his caliber. I'll tell you something that Aikwati told me some time back, mm. especially when he did, uh, you know, his comeback in, in the mid-2000s. He said to me, Nathaniel, you know what? Uh, myself, Shane Mosley, Felix Trinidad and all of that, um, Oscar De La Hoya, we're not hungry boxers anymore. We're not hungry boxers. I mean, we've, we've achieved, we've arrived, and we just want to continue to make that name and remind mm. everybody that we're still here. I mean, you don't want to go to a press conference and have a boxer spit on you. You don't want to go to a press conference and have, I mean, the likes of, you go, you go to a fight, the likes of Ricardo Mayorga, who's not exactly your best welterweight, but will end up doing the job and, and making a case, comes to light a cigar and puffs the smoke on you. You know, little, little things that just go to desecrate the image of the people we highly revere. I mean, tell me uh, if you wouldn't get upset. I mean, let me remind you of one other thing before we wrap up this conversation. Mm. Um, back in the time, as Muhammad Ali's career was rounding yeah. up, there was a fight with Larry Holmes. Mm. Larry Holmes defeated Muhammad Ali. Um, and mind you, Larry Holmes has a better record than Muhammad Ali. Yeah. But Muhammad Ali is greater in terms of the total picture and the total effect. Mm -hmm. Years on, when he was reflecting on that fight in an interview, he said, look, when I kept punching him and I wasn't getting the kind of retaliation and the kind of fight back that you'd regularly have from the Muhammad Ali that we knew, I just kept saying to myself, come on, man, this is the champ. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Come on, mm. this is the champ. But he still had to do it because mm. the fight was on and, he, mm. and you know, the, 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 ring, the, the, the rounds were active and he had to fight. You understand me? There is a certain picture that we all create in our minds for these legends. Look at, look at, look at, uh, you know, look at Maradona, mm. his final days. Look at the kind of love that was shown him in the final days after his surgery, towards his death, during his death. I mean, a mortuary attendant took a selfie with his dead body out of admiration. You know, that 
attachment that fans have yeah, for and, their and, legends and, and, and that's it's the just bridge, amazing that's the that's the barrier he doesn't seem to see because yeah the McGregor the McGregor thing was fine um, that's over can't you just stop it then you go to the, the, I mean the next one is coming well, down well, soon well guess what guess what there are no limits when it comes to money no yeah but there are no but, limits but, when it comes but, to money but the interesting yeah, thing here as well George mm, mm. is that you know uh, Floyd has um has set very, very good records when it comes to the commercial yes. uh, conversation in sport. Because guess what? He didn't get a check from, a, from any club owner. He didn't get any check from any endorsements. I mean, this man went on his own, yeah. put up his own shows, mm-hmm. and made this amount of money. And like I said, this is a big test case for business schools, um, you know, for the institutions of higher learning and all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these things are big test cases. Mm-hmm. How Floyd Mayweather did it. Because guess what? You, you you roll it back to now and you're asking yourself, this man is in retirement and he's, he's, he's in retirement. He's coming in to do something that's not exactly so serious in terms of competition. And he's going to pick up close to, what, 73 million pounds? Mm, mm, I mean, mm. that, that is... That, that's clear. Yeah. But I, I hope that along the line he's able to keep the dignity that we're all looking at. Let me, let's end on, on the local note. And, 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 and there's a very good write-up uh, Nathaniel Artis put up on my journal line. We're talking about the world title eliminator and an opportunity for Manuel Planch. Now, tell us, how exciting is this prospect? Very, very exciting. Um, I was, I'm just coming from a conversation with uh, Charles Mensah. Mr. Charles Mensah, okay. who is the CEO of Trust Consult. He's a, he's a family member of the multimedia group. Yeah. He used to be a general manager here some time back. Yeah. And um, he was just asking me a very simple question. Who are the next set of world beaters for Ghana? Hmm. You know, and now you have to think a little deeper. But you know, Manu Plange is somebody who has enjoyed a lot of uh, dominance in the amateur ranks. Yeah. He showed a lot of uh, quality. He had good opportunities. He took advantage of them. And he showed um, determination at a certain point yeah. and was able to make the achievements. Hmm. He won medals. He was highly rated. And all of these are in the um, you know, amateur ranks. He's fought here in Ghana. He's fought on the West Coast. He's fought at the African Championships. He's won um, three medals at the Africa Games. He's an Olympian from 2008. He's fought at the IBA World Championships. I mean, this is somebody who's gone through the mill, which is the right thing to do when you want to create a boxer who is a potential world beater. Now he got himself into the uh, professional ranks, had a very good run here on the local scene, and at a certain point, there was nobody who could really hold a candle to him in the ring. I mean, it got to a point, we'd go out there to watch fights of Manu Plange, and you ask yourself, what is happening here? Because these guys just n- could not stand his speed, his punch power, his skill, and his wit in the ring. Mm. You understand me? Mm. So then we kept asking ourselves, what's the next step for Manu Palanch? Unfortunately for him, at a certain point, he had some health issues which drew him back a little bit. Now, he's back on track. He has this eliminator. This eliminator means so much to him. Uh, his gym is not too far away from here at Joy mm-hmm, FM. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with him earlier today, and he, sell, he says to me that, look, he feels that this is his year, and this fight is as crucial as his whole career, and he really wants to get the job done. Now, um, you look at his, his opponent, Melvin Lopez. Melvin Lopez obviously has, um, you know, more fights. Um, Manu Plange is a 21 and 0. Yeah. And uh, Melvin Lopez has uh, 26 fights and one loss. Now, um, Melvin Lopez earlier had an opportunity with a WBO in an eliminator and lost out on the opportunity. Now, this is Manu Plange's very first opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, for him, uh, it's a it's a gray area. It's it's a new uh, you know endeavor for him. Once he's able to get it right, he's gone because he's number two on the rankings, 
and um, he's just behind the number one contender and the regular champion uh, Guillermo Rigondo and um, you know and the uh, the super champion yep. you know and in boxing the super champion is that who is um, holding a belt who's holding a belt in one weight division and has another belt from another weight division that's who, whom we refer to as the super champion and the regular champion is that who has one belt from one weight division okay so he has just about three boxes between him and greatness as we speak so um it, it's all for him to take on july 26 um he'll be leaving ghana very soon and uh, i'm hoping that he gets it not not uh, hans, hans hans come and give me your, your word on and on the uh, on mayweather that's done a great job just just give me your word on mayweather <laughs> and, and and logan <laughs> I, i'm sure you're listening to that whilst you're, whilst you're driving but of course yeah so so let, let, let me let me let me let me take your i mean how do you look at it what's your perspective like um with all of this happening well i mean when when you talk about mayweather in these things it's, it's, it's only about one thing it's about mm-hmm. the numbers mm-hmm. If the numbers make sense, it makes sense to him. He's, he's already said it that currency over legacy. <laughs> you know, he's mentioned that for him, it's more important for him to make the money yeah. than that. Because the legacy for him, he thinks that nothing is going to really touch his legacy. Mm. And so, um, he looks at the numbers. If you look, Even when he was active as a professional, at a point, people say he was picking and choosing, mm. you know, his opponent. Yes, it may be so, but he was looking at the opponents who were going to bring in the numbers and then by extension the money hmm. if it didn't make sense it, it monetarily yeah, yeah. It, it, there was no point stepping in the ring with you so fundamentally you're not surprised that this happened no 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 for me uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really surprised it's just worried it, about it, the dignity of the sport they, I mean, absolutely you know, record. If, if, if you're a boxing person through and through you mm. should be worried mm. you know because if you've got YouTubers yeah. and that is what Jake and Logan Paul are <laughs> they are YouTubers <laughs> who happen to <laughs> you know, sort of pull. <laughs> yeah, YouTubers who happen to pull their numbers. YouTubers. Their virtual numbers. Because of their virtual numbers, stage one fight. Yeah. Okay. Mm. One fight would begin with an argument online mm-hmm. between KSI and Logan Paul. Yeah. And then they stake the fight in the UK and it was a massive hit. Yeah. And then suddenly they realize that, wait a minute, we could actually cash in on this. Yeah. His brother Jake steps in. And by the way, his brother Jake Paul is going to be fighting UFC, ex-UFC, um, Champion, okay. Tarang Woodley, mm-hmm. and Charlie, suddenly uh, they have fights all over on. the place. Um, <laughs> so you pass for a, a welterweight, George. Yeah, yeah, so we can do YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Charlie, you you pass for a middleweight. Charlie, let's start we, we something. Could, we could yeah. start something. Charlie, across the table. Let's, let's check your your reach. Because, 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 the boys are making easy money. Yeah, easy yeah, money yeah, like yeah. that. You know, that's I mean, an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, Logan Paul is going to make in excess of thirty million. Yeah. you know, US dollars. <laughs> Floyd, right. of course, is in excess of a hundred million US. So mm. you, you you understand why? Yeah. this would even appeal to him. Yeah. But a lot of boxers have spoken. I listened to Tony Bellew, and he was mm. worried that look, mm. somebody is going to get hurt at some point. Yeah. And if you understand boxing, you know that there is a reason boxers are not allowed to fight outside the ring. Mm. There's a reason when you fight outside the ring, you're, you're sanctioned. Mm. Because your 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 training and everything builds you into a certain person or machine, if you mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Compared to the average person who is not built to fight, and so a lot of them are worried. Also, because look, there are proper fights out there mm-hmm. which are not selling. Yes. Look, I guarantee you, mm-hmm. this fight between Mayweather and the YouTuber is going to have more people buying pay per view, more people buying tickets, and what have you, than. A proper fight between maybe Manny Pacquiao and and he's fighting Errol Spence mm. next. Mm. It's, it's going to have more numbers, and that is where the worry is that if exhibition fights 
is attracting more numbers than real fights, yeah, the sports, then, then the generally. sport yeah. is in trouble. So, really, yeah. for, I'm not surprised because yeah. it's Mayweather. But because, right. because, George, later yeah. on, yeah. we are all going to have a conversation yes. about the threat mm. that UFC is posing to boxing. Right. Because, guess what? UFC, which we saw as the very violent in quote sport, yeah. which mm. was not so attractive, is now capturing the eyeballs and the attention. That's and right. The no, no, but, but there's That's a reason. Right. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. That's what yeah. we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. But let me say thank you very much, yeah. Nat. Thank you very much, Hans, for and joining us. Happy blessed birthday to That's the right. president of the Ghana Boxing Authority. Yes, yes, Lawyer yes, Peter Peter yes. Absolutely. Salutes to you. Yes, enjoy. Thank you very much, Nat. Thank you very much, Hans. We have to move away from boxing and get into football. Yeah, because we have to talk about the Ghana Premier League. Ghana Premier League. The Ghana Premier League has six derbies this weekend. And it's a penalty. Go the way of Kumasi Asante. Let's go. An opportunity, Kwan Poku with a chance to draw first block, with a chance to score a goal. Kwan Poku turns around, hits the ball, and it's been saved by Richard Nata. Over Kwan Poku, on by Wap. This is the kind of drama we're looking for, and how well this has started. Allow the ball to roll, the carry to Fatal Mohamed, it's back to Michel Sapon. Outside the penalty box of Kumasi Asante, got to go. Beautiful triple, he still stays outside, he hit the bounce, back again to Fatal Mohamed. Long ball into the penalty box, the lovely touch, man comes down, referee goes for it. Mensah lining up for this. Will this be the telling blow for Kumasi Asante on the call? Razak Abalora dancing on his line. While the sunshine slightly going into the shade under the clouds. Could this be the time for the rainbow to appear? Isaac Mensah hits the ball right. Saved by Razak Abalora. And this is truly the game of games. Important part of the Ghana Premier League. Important time in the Ghana Premier League. Akwaha Tabo Kumasi Asante got tasseling for the title itself. And then, look, there are relegation battles. There are top four battles. Battles everywhere you look. And there's going to be another key battle between myself and Seidu Adamu, who has joined me. Seidu, how are you doing this evening? Hello, Seidu. I'm good. Good, 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 good. Is everything fine there? Everything is fine here. All right. It's six derbies. Six derbies. You don't often get it. Six derbies to look forward to. Surely. Six derbies to look forward to. And we're going to start by talking about the, well, the most anticipated derby. That is the Mancha derby. Yeah, between the Kwa Hearts of Oak and Great Olympics. Quite a number of you are really looking forward to this. Gladson Awako, the Accra Great Olympics playmaker, has been released from the Black Stars camp to join his team so they can look stronger against Accra Hearts of Oak, who at this time do not want to tell us but are chasing the title. So let's just remind ourselves of what happened when they, meet, when they met in the first leg. Frank on the header, aiming to Radi Avoja, wasn't quite able to recover. The ball has gone on, and referee has called for the end of the game. Accra Great Olympics rule Accra. Accra Great Olympics have been handed the broken rights of the Mancha Derby. The Accra Hasbro players have disappeared. The main team and those on the bench are off. The Accra Great Olympics team are in a little huddle, kneeling down, and I guess praying to their god. They rule Accra until the next Mancha Derby. Only Bobo, only Konton Konton, only Chuli Chu, only New Year, only Joy 99.7 FM.
Seydu, are you there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a proper, proper appetizer. Those of you who are getting ready or whetting your appetite for the Accra or the Mancha Derby. Uh, look, Seydu, let's talk about how important it is or it was for Coach Sikia to allow Glatson Owaku join the Olympics team. How much of a boost is that in the first place? That decision did not only make good for Accra Great Olympics, it made good for the Ghana Premier League because most of us as pundits, most of us as followers of the Ghana Premier League and the thousands of people who want song to the Accra Sports Stadium and the millions who will be watching on TV and listening to live commentary on radio would want to see a very strong Hazelbrook side and a very strong Accra Great Olympics side as the Manchester So. It was it was a bit of a disappointment earlier in the week when we were told that the players most of the players would not be available. But I think that the decision of the handlers to allow these players to join their team, especially with Glass Nawako, I mean gives lots of um, 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 gives lots of um, gives us uh, some more respite to, to appreciate that mm. we are going to see a real good game. Right. I mean, I had said in the morning that we do not want to see games where people will said if if. We do not want to hear issues of this. We want all the teams to have their, their best of players available for this event. That's the excitement that it brings for this singular decision of CKF to allow Awaku to join the team. Okay, good. So let's look at the circumstances of the last um, fixture and compare that with what we have now. Would you say Accra Hasbrook are just in a better place now? Yes, Accra Hasbrook looks, looks more uh, prepared for this game than the other fixture because. If you do recall, at the time of that fixture, they had lots of uh, problems in terms of technical and also at management. At that time, we did not even know who was the CEO of Accra. There were issues of uh, Frederick Moore resigning. There were issues of um, uh, Vincent Suadute coming in as the new CEO. Uh, there were issues of who was going to be the substantive coach because Costa uh, had just come in and uh, took over the team and had some few wins uh, within the period. This around, lots of us seem to have a, a, some more stability in terms of all the departments of the game. You know, I, I keep saying that for a team to be very good and uh, put up a win some side, you need to have at least three of your components um, 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 together. And these are the components. The supporters, base, the playing body, the technical department, your management, and your board. As we speak, the supporters, base, technical department, the playing body are all in, in fine shape. Um, except for the management where we do not know who is managing as a pro. But you know that the board is still has always been there. So Hasbrook looks more 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 prepared for this game than um the, the feeling we had when you just uh, I mean brought that sound bite. I mean I was at a cross procedure and that sound bite keeps ringing in my ears as the feeling great Olympics fans and many football lovers had at the time of that game. How determined are Olympics to try and beat across Hasbrook? This is tight. This means everything to Accra Hearts of if they want to win this title. Yes, George, remember that the last time such a circumstance happened was in 2007-2008. One of folk were trying to win their first league title in almost eight years. That was the period where uh, Koroko dominated, Koroko won three consecutive league titles. Uh, um, Ashanti Gold came in, won the first league, continued the previous second season, won on a, three, on, on a third slot. So, Hasbrook, as Andy the Olympics, have not won the league in almost um, six years or five years. So, the last time we had a certain feeling like this was in that year. And in fact, at this stage of that season, 
you had as a has a program top of the league, great Olympics on at no Kumas and go at second and great Olympics at third. It was just as we are we are today. It was a week twenty seven clash. Hasbrook were leading with fifty two points, Cotton were forty nine points, and Great Olympics had forty one points at the time. And it's almost um, the same as we have today. Hasbrook is looking to have their first league title in almost um, eleven years. Kotoko is so uh, chasing their first league title in almost seven years. And is chasing their first league title in many years that I I cannot even count. So I feel it, it brings memories of that season, 1997, 1998, where most all most the all the three top class were chasing their first title in many years. So I think that that is what Great Olympics um, would would want to put into this game. They want to remind themselves that it's been more than 40 years we won the league. How do we want to remind themselves that, hey, we did it in 2007, 2008, when we went almost nine years without winning and came back strongly, beat Asante Kotoko, beat um, um, Great Olympics to win the league. And I believe that if they have a very good management, they should be reminded that this is the feeling we had some 25 years ago and the players should be put into that shape. Right, uh, let's move away from the Manchester Derby. Let's talk about the Ashanti Derby between Kumasi Asante Kotoko and Ashanti Gold. Kumasi Asante Kotoko know that if they win this game and the Crown Hearts will drop points there, they get the chance. They could level things up, they could go up top. But how difficult will this game be for Kumasi Asante Kotoko? Well, it's as difficult as Asante Gold also see that a lot of this game will come into the relegation zone. They are 34 points. There are two or three other teams who are 31 points, and such those teams are playing at home. Therefore, Asante Gold will want, not want to lose or, or drop any point from this game. That's how dangerous and how uh, competitive this game is going to be. I want to win to come on top. I want to win to remain competitive on the league. That's how the two teams will be uh, I mean, saying to themselves. Asante Gold themselves having enjoyed some uh, good form in the last five games. They've not had uh, some good runs after the Roman force left, and they, they would want to put up a very strong fight if they want to get these three points. Like you put up, Kotoko needs these three points to, to take any claim of winning this league title. Trust me, if Kotoko failed to pick three maximum points, it, it, should, it, should, be, um, 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 it should be a done deal for Azogu. Because, like we've said in the past weeks, Azogu has some very good game, games coming at their cards for Stadium. Mars and Kotoko do not have such luxury of uh, games because they still have some strong opponents to play, especially games that will not be played at the Obasil and Clay Sports Stadium. So, I think uh, George, this game will be very difficult <laughs> and what we anticipate yeah. at the Manchester Derby. Yeah. But because of the cloud of Olympics and the cloud of Asopo, we seem to be hyping the Manchester Derby than the, uh, the, the Ashanti Derby. Ashanti Derby. Or the yes. Mines Derby. The Mines or Ashanti Derby. It's all good. George, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game will be very, very difficult. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Because uh, Ashanti Gold cannot afford to lose this game. Not for nothing. All right, let's head. Let's head into look uh, the Western Derby or the Inzama Derby between Media Mercy and uh, Karela United. That should be uh, a feisty game. I mean, going. I mean, having traveled there and understanding the dynamics of the place, it should be tight. But what does it mean um, for these teams? I would love it if Karela United can finish in the, in the top four. It, it's their target. Media Mercy may have another eye at the title, even though it looks like they've lost so much in it. Yes, but um, there's something that will be taken away from this game. The absence of GOC Taylor will, 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 will have a great toll on this game. Well, I would have wanted to see GOC Taylor play at the Akunis Park. But just remember the Akunis Park has been that favorite or that good to uh, Tarela United. Last season when they played there, they struggled a lot and hardly won uh, any game at, at that venue. And so I believe that the story that uh, many of their players will be uh, reminiscing going into the Akunis Park. It's not been a favorable ground for them. 
for me, Jema is the champion. Yeah, for who knows the tax ahead, especially when they lost three zero against um, Inter like, in the previous weekend. That will be what fans or supporters of Media Messi be expecting to see. In fact, they have said that they, 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 they have only two games for these two coaches. And one of the games was against the Rifais in the FA Cup when they won. So this will be the decider for these two coaches. And, George, Media Messi believes that they are within a cutting uh, point of the league. They believe that the two top games that we just spoke about may end in a draw and they'll have the opportunity of closing the gap. As we speak, they are Five point, six points behind us, five point, four points behind us and Kotoko. And they believe that if they're able to close the gap between themselves and Kotoko, it offers them some amount of opportunity to be able to come up, especially when they also have a team against Akratopoka that starts possible. And so I feel that it's going to be very difficult. Ivan Sadu has not been convincing in his, in his comments towards this game. The only thing he could say was that once Olympics were able to pick a point from uh, a Nazi party, is also capable of taking a point from the Akun Park. For me, that is not enough to convince me that he's, uh, he has the war without to be able to pick that three points or even get a point at the Akun Park. Because I believe that Yapu um, um, is going to release almost all his attackers on 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 on, on um, Karela United in this very game. And the Karabumuni is, is back onto um, uh, on on on. I mean, he's back into playing. He started came on the second half against Entalize. I mean, he also came up in the second half against Entalize. And I believe that yeah, at some point, Yaku yeah, will put all these players to, to use on Saturday. So, I think it's very, going to be very difficult that I, I predict that uh, medium I will walk off with a clean win. Uh, well, we'll see how it all goes. Uh, they're interesting derbies. I'll just go through the rest. Uh, but of course, those ones look stronger in name that uh, stronger in name than uh, on the pitch. So we we'll just keep it there. But it's been great. We'll see how it goes. Um, so, what do you do? You expect anything to change with the relegation battle? George, I, I have uh, upon further analysis, I can now see that there's there's no team um, in the relegation battle. So for the first time in many years, Ghana Premier League do not have any team in the relegation battle. We have seven teams that are lying at the bottom end of the league table, but they are not battling relegation. We would have to have a proper separation of points to be able to talk about relegation. I, I am tempted to eat back my words some few weeks ago when I predicted that Ekala has to play in, the, um, in, in zone uh, three of Division One. But, George, looking at how they played the last three weeks, I think that um, we, still, we, we still need to give them lots of time. Um, Liberty Professionals are also playing very well. Um, Eleven Wonders, they won against King Faisal. They are back into the fold. King Faisal are playing very well. And so, as you see, there are seven teams at the bottom of the league club who are, all, who are battling to survive. And George, trust me, don't be surprised that all these seven teams may be able to survive. Looking at the matches coming up, looking at their performance, looking at their form, looking at the points they are picking from home and from away. And so, I am tempted to, to say that, George, for the first time in many years, there's no team at the relegation. In, in the relegation. Right. Right. Say the number, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we'll hear from you again on Sunday on our show. And we'll find out how all these derbies are going down. The Mancha Derby, the Ashanti Derby, the Inzema Derby, the Accra New Boys Derby. Wow. The Soga Copa Derby and what have you. We'll see how it, it all goes. But let's just uh, now have a very good look or, or hear what we've got in terms of the fixtures for March Day 28. Here's Joy Sports. I'm in the Mubarak. It is a weekend dominated by derbies which could have huge ramifications at the top of the table 
and at the bottom as well. House of Oak feel buoyant as they seek to exact revenge when the two sides lock horns with each other at the Accra Sports Stadium. Oli carried the day in the reverse fixture with a 2-0 win against a jerky house then. The Phobians appointed Samuel Bodu after Costa Papic resigned and seemingly the 35-year-old is on course to end house trophy drought. The Phobians have been in such rich vein of form in their last five matches, winning all and conceding none. For Great Olympics, they have stumbled of late, winning two of their last five. Asante Kotoko faced Ashanti Gold at the Obuasi Lenclay Stadium in a match called the Ashanti Derby. The Porcupines head coach Mariano Barreto started well, but his side have now run out of steam as they relinquished their lead at the top of the table to rivals House of Oak. The 20-time champions are winless in their last three games and in consistent form that would delight Ashanti Gold. The Miners also boast of a better head-to-head record in recent games, having secured seven wins to Kotoko six in the last 20 games between the two. Carola United travel to Mediama Sporting Club for the Western Derby without their talisman, Diawise Taylor, at the Akon Park. The 21-year-old has traveled with Ghana's under-23 team for international friendlies against Japan and South Korea. The two teams are tied on 43 points. Two clubs renowned for producing batting talent in Liberty Professionals and Wafa will come against each other in Soccer Cope at the Red Bull Arena. Wafa are keen to finish the season strongly, but for Liberty, they are in the relegation dogfight and it is only a win that can provide them solace. Another relegation-threatened club in Tyler's play comfortable Legon Cities at the Accra Sports Stadium. In Techiman, a win for 11 one against Bechem United at the Ohine Amayao Park will further move them away from the drop. The host had been in the relegation zone before defeating Kim Faisal last weekend to go 15th. In other games, Dreams FC play host to Elmina Sharks at the Theatre of Dreams in Dewu. Ebusian Dwarfs come up against Ediana Stars at the Cape Coast Stadium and Brekum Chelsea entertain Kim Faisal at the Golden City Park. And we'll back with that special one. We look forward to it. Live on radio, live online. This is the locker room with George Addo Jr. Yeah, and it's now time to talk some tennis. Daily serves back and return. It's going to go long. Kyrgios falls to the ground. His head is touching the surface. He's on his knees. What an amazing piece of sporting theatre! Smashed by Fuchsovitz. Serving again, and that is not the way that she would want this match to end. But it kind of sums up Bianca Andreescu's day. Shay Su Wei has dominated this contest on Rod Laver Arena with her own mix of tennis. Yeah, of course, I have to tell you that Serena Williams is into the fourth round, and that's really good for her. Uh, currently on court, we've got Stefanos Sitipas and he's up against John Isner. This is going to be a special one at the moment, though Isner is leading uh, in the first set. He's actually won the first set, just did, so he's a set up. We know uh, earlier, Daniel Medvedev, uh, Pablo Carreno Busta, uh, the likes of uh, Alexander Zverev, Kei Nishikori have all moved through to the next stage of the competition, and it's important that 
that we keep our close tabs on this. There's definitely more to come. Round four, action uh, at the Roland Garros. The French Open, the second Grand Slam of the year. And as you know, well, it's a Grand Slam that has lost quite a lot of the well, the big names. There's no Ashley Barty, who retired injured. And then there's no world number two in uh, Naomi Osaka. But of course, for the male race, it's, it's very much ongoing. And we're looking forward to uh, the Grand Prix to come, which is very important. We've already seen, yeah... I think, yes, we've seen that practices, which is very important action in Azerbaijan. But look, the Singaporean Grand Prix has been cancelled all because of COVID. But yeah, there's another one that we have to talk about. I'm bringing on uh, now Michelle Quino and uh, Elon Benaya because Thomas Tuchel, the man who won the Champions League for Chelsea, has managed uh, to get that contract. And everybody says that, well, Thomas Tuchel really, really, really deserve this. We'll just have a little chat about it, about how the Chelsea fans feel. De Bruyne. Now Foden. Rudiger slid in. Antonio Rudiger. A brilliant intervention, yeah. He was one who really sparkled at Leicester initially. Edison off his line. Havertz. Chelsea in front. a great forward run here we see the build up came from Mendy out to the left Chilwell played a lovely ball a lovely touch in fact and it's Werner that runs wide and then he goes against Sinzenko they let him go the goalkeeper comes out and, and it is Chelsea who have won the UEFA Champions League 2021 but in Porto tonight it's Thomas Tuchel's night and it's Chelsea's night, thanks to Kai Havertz. And I'm, I'm reliably informed that there's going to be a celebration, a one-week celebration tomorrow. Chelsea fans are getting ready. <laughs> hey, Benai, how are you doing? George Adu, genius. Yes, you're good, right? <laughs> Feeling all right. Uh, Michelle Quino, how are you doing as well? Uh, I'm good too. You're, you're good? <laughs> Feeling fantabulous. <laughs> Get you ready for tomorrow's one-week celebration. One-week celebration. As <laughs> the Chelsea fans right here. Okay, so can we just do this? Uh, Thomas Tuchel with a contract extension till 2024. How excited are you, Mesh? Uh, it's quite uh, good for us Chelsea fans, and not just Chelsea fans, for the club in general. Just looking at the players and how they club has grown as an institution since Abramovich came in and it started a little bit after Mourinho and after Conte but Chelsea looked to have gone back on the right track by appointing Thomas Tuchel to replace Frank Lampard because since January up to now the club has gone back to what we know Chelsea for always energetic and always eager to win trophies and Tuchel has been able to deliver what Abramovich has been looking for since 2012 now and it's deserved. Just deserved. Uh, yeah. uh, no surprise in the fact that his contract was uh, extended, extended because yeah. he had he had uh, perhaps overdone what you expected to do. Yeah, and um, after his announcement, I saw a statement by Marina Ma- Marina Granoskaya, and yeah. she was like, "The priority was to qualify Chelsea to the Champions League, mm. but he ended up also winning the Champions League trophy itself. So that was like an extra that he did there. So it's fully deserved." And I hope that the three years that are coming, he's going to bring more trophies to the club because he's a top, 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 top notch coach. And remember when he came, anytime he faces the media, he's full of confidence, mm. full of confidence that he's going to do something at this club. And before the season ends, the club will have no choice than to trigger that um, three-year contract for him. And at the end of the day, he successfully did it. Mm. And, and that's the mark of a top coach. And I think that's even been the biggest 
change in Chelsea this season because yeah. we look at Frank Lampard and Frank Lampard keep on, kept on saying things like this Chelsea team is not ready to compete we need more time it is a building stage it's a you know, it's we are a trying to team exactly. And all that, yeah. But Tushu came in immediately, and he kept on saying that this team is going to win. We have nothing yeah. else to do. He kept that, that win. winning mentality. Exactly. He instilled that winning mentality in the players. And you know, when you walked in, all of a sudden, some kind of confidence was all over the team. They started playing like they believed in themselves because prior to Lampard being sacked, this team was dead. We started so well, but getting to the December, yeah, in the middle of the season, everything went flat. Players weren't themselves anymore. You, you couldn't even see the kind of football Chelsea were playing. But when Tuchel came, he just changed everything. You remember to, um, Antonio Rudiger was out, out of the team. Aspilicueta wasn't also getting consistent football. Mm. But he realized so, so, that he needs experience. Yeah. So he brought back Antonio Rudiger, brought back Cesar Aspilicueta, made Giroud also, even though Giroud wasn't a starter or hasn't been a starter under Tuchel, but he's still in and around the team because he knows that mixing the experienced players with the young players and having a system in place is going to help this team go far. And that's exactly what he's done. And that's exactly what has brought success to Chelsea. We just got one minute and we have to talk about the uh, renewal of contracts there. Yeah. Uh, the likes of uh, Thiago Silva having another year. How special is that? Um, I think what Silva brings to this team is... You can't really look at it at any other player and say he brings the same thing because he came to this team at how was he 35, 36 and yeah, that level he had played at since like 24, 25. Yeah. There's not been any player who has done that, even at Equator. No, that's not reached. No, no. no. So one, one trophy. Exactly. 